0: The name of this ancient Roman city. We're going to be looking at how to pronounce more interesting names from ancient Rome as well. How do you go yeah. about pronouncing this one? Caesarea Caesarea. 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 Sorry, I thought it was Caesarea.
1: I thought it was Caesarea <laughs> Philippi. One more time. Pretty
0: straightforward. Once you know
1: Caesarea Philippi. Philippi. <laughs> Cesarea, Philippi. <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: everyone! Hey <Hi>, guys! <laughs> we miss you so much. Oh my goodness! We're, GGB. <laughs> we're
1: really excited to be here today. We're really excited about the topic. It's on identity. Identity, you guys. Today we're going to talk all about identity, which is a huge one because I think a lot of us really struggle with identity. So it's going to be yeah. good to really dive into it and and hash it out yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i think it's because we use the dice what is it can you do it yes yeah, fix it sure can you get last time i got scolded because
0: oh yeah because you let me look like chicken you know, little on we, the podcast we gotta get
1: some of that um guys if you know any good uh stuff for the hair after you blow dry put it in the comments the stuff for the hair what does that mean are, see how like are, mousse? We- <laughs> 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 no, Caesarea
0: Philippi. Caesarea phil- okay sorry we're sorry.
1: F- okay it's, is it's it still it's the it's the okay, can you please it's the hairs after you blow dry guys what do we get for the hair wait
0: i think it's um i don't know but last time do you guys remember when ari let me do a whole episode with a piece of hair sticking out in the back like this i look like chicken little in every single instagram clip one more so sorry uh, it's got, okay. Okay, okay It's it's okay it's okay Okay, so what are we reading today? Well, first, you want to get into... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> no, already left. No, as soon <laughs> as we start, she goes, hey, guys.
1: <laughs> do you know why I wanted to dive into the reading? Because I have to read the first uh, scripture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna forget how to pronounce Caesarea Philippi. What is it?
0: I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna say Caesarea. <laughs> Please, Angela. I forget what he said. I thought it was Caesarea. 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 No, Caesarea. no, no, no. It's no, it Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea is what the guy it's said. C- it's c- okay. Okay. I really thought on. it was Caesarea. It's anyways. It's okay. okay. God knows the heart. <laughs> um. So, how is your week? Let's be like normal podcasters <laughs> who <We> just <you laughs> guys, talk. Sorry, we were um we we have
1: been watching other podcasts and how chill and normal they are. And then we come up in here We're just
0: so ready to dive into scripture and be like this has to be so structured every single second that we've realized that we can be a little bit more relaxed. We don't have to, you know yeah. we can take it seriously while also having a little fun.
1: Yeah. But, um um our week, we well, we should talk about the fasting. So Angela and I fasted. She's fasted many times. This was my first time. I literally, <laughs> I, it was the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I, we, we were going to do um, stop eating at, I, we stopped eating at 7 p.m. Yeah. And I, we weren't going to eat till 9
0: p.m. the next day, but I couldn't do it. We did like a 22-hour fast. We did from 7 to 5. I did like 5.30, almost 6 the next day. Yeah. You guys it was incredible i was so alert maybe we should tell them what we did we did a fast for we did about like a 22 23 hour fast so we had just water and coffee yeah no food no juice no type of calories um and certainly no chewing whatsoever and the reason why you fast is because for a multitude of reasons it says in scripture that jesus said um to a type of uh, demonic oppression and issues and and yeah. demons and and things like that and and strongholds and things that hold you down, um, he says the only way to get rid of these is through prayer and fasting. And so when you fast, you have the ability to really break stuff off of you. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, Another reason you fast is because it gets you so spiritually clear because when you deny yourself, when you deny your flesh, the satisfaction of one feeding your body and two chewing specifically, you... Are so dependent on God every time you feel hungry you're reminded of your dependence on God and that we don't live by bread alone but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God so it's it's it will really spiritually clear you if you have questions if you have big prayers this is that's the time to fast because God will answer those questions during your fast yeah but I, um
1: I think yeah I felt so alert with him yeah like I f- if you really want to hear God I, yeah like Angela said really fast because I could hear him him so clearly and I I felt free in a way yeah
0: free yeah. like yeah. i felt more alive again spiritually alive yes. like he ignited the fire within mm-hmm. us you i called you at like it was like 4 30 i think and you were i was taking a walk i was taking a walk around my neighborhood for an hour and just listening to worship and just talking to him and you were at home and you were like because we did it separately and you were saying that you you were like i feel like i'm in my own world with jesus yes right and
1: everything looked brighter i could hear the birds i I didn't really care to be on my phone as much and i just and i and i didn't even feel like i needed to talk to god when i was fasting yeah. i had gone on my knees and i just closed my eyes and i just had tears like streaming down my face and i was just kept saying thank you
0: jesus yeah. thank you thank you god wanted me to read jeremiah mm-hmm. and so throughout the day i got through like 8 chapters of jeremiah and then i read um james again so i was just like i was obsessed with the bible while i was um fasting and i just there was a lot that broke off of me. There's a, I had a lot of revelation. I there was mm-hmm. a lot of things in my life that I was seeing more clearly. And you saw me the next day yeah. in just the way I was speaking about certain things. You literally go, I see your clarity in the situation. You can see it in the eyes. Yeah. Everything
1: you hold so much in your eyes. Yeah. And when you you could just look different. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Like that one here. It, what is my oh. Okay. it's so funny so uh my mom's not super religious you know she is now she's starting to seeing she's a believer Yes, yeah, yeah. S- seeing the crazy things that are happening in my life she now is like wow okay but um I'm on the phone with her and I'm like Sorry, mom. I'm just. I'm not all there right now. I'm fasting. I'm really hungry. And she's like, "What do you mean, my kid can't eat? What's going on?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, no. I, I can't eat till till uh, seven p.m. Like, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get closer to God." She goes, "Oh my, oh my gosh! How much more closer to God do you want to get?" <laughs> she goes,
0: "What did she say?" She was like, "Don't you think God has be- be- better he's things like, to do?" He, he's like, She's like, God needs a break from you. Jeez." Oh, yeah. Leave him alone for a minute. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. So good. So, yeah. What are we reading today? We're reading Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to start at verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi,
1: he asked his disciples, saying, "'Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?' So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets." He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, Mm -hmm. the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you my father who is in heaven. And I also say that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that
0: he was Jesus the Christ. Mm. Mm. Before we go on let's just go over that a little bit I love this so much this is basically the moment in which Jesus gives Peter his identity and that's our topic today is identity and and it's funny that Jesus's identity is so it is so wrapped up in our identity he says to him who do men say that I the son of man am Jesus knows what people are saying about him. He's like John the Baptist. He's a prophet. Yeah. He's a teacher. He's, yeah. a, he's all these things, but never will they say that he's God. And then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the son of God. So it's in that moment that Jesus said to Simon, who do you, he didn't go to him to give him his identity and say, this is who you are, so this is your identity. He said, this is who I am, Mm -hmm. so this is your identity. And so in him acknowledging the true identity of Jesus Christ, he was immediately given his identity. So it's in the moment that we receive Jesus, that we acknowledge Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah, that we are given our new identity, an identity that completely trumps our old one, an identity that comes before our marital status, our job status, our political affiliation, like anything before everything is our identity in Christ. Um, and then, so Simon, so Peter's name used to be Simon, and this happens so much in scripture where God will, Jesus will give you a new name, God will give you a new name when you become a new person, when you become born again, and so he told him, Simon, you, it's for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven you can go searching and searching and searching to find out the truth about Jesus, but you can search all you want. You cannot acknowledge that Jesus is God if the Holy Spirit, if the Father himself doesn't reveal it to you. So if you do come to that revelation, you have to understand like God, it's not because yes, you choose it, but also God has revealed himself to you and it's the biggest blessing of all time. And then he says, by the way, so he gives him his new name, Peter, and the name Peter means um like a rock or a stone and so that's why he uses the metaphor on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hades the gates of hell shall not prevail Mm. against it hell shall not you should declare that over your own life that hell will never prevail against you or your family yeah um and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven that's our identity our identity is having the keys to the kingdom Mm -hmm. of heaven um And then a little while later, it's Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. We're just going to read, take up the cross and follow him. I think this is also a very good, clear indication of who we are in Jesus. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Hmm. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? That is one of my favorite and one of the most famous um, pieces of scripture of all time. What will a profit to a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? I think Ari and I are going to speak a lot today from the place of having once put our identity in a multitude of things before finally choosing to put it in Jesus. Jesus And how hard it still is to continue to put that identity and even you can be the closest to Jesus ever and you can still find yourself putting your identity in things that aren't him.
1: Yeah. That's why it's so important to keep yourself in the Word. Yeah. Anytime because believe me, I have moments where I do lose myself. Yeah. You start to lose your identity and things that you don't even realize. Yeah. But when that happens, you get right back in the Word. You, yeah, you know.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, take up your cross and follow Him. That is something that Ari and I have had to do. Um, it's been a journey and we've been doing it for a while, but it really was this year that we had yeah. to truly... I mean, we could no longer live one foot in, one foot out. We had yeah. to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. And there's, you can't do that unless you do it fully because otherwise you will suffer from severe imposter syndrome, which we have, severe guilt, which we have, getting and talking about something and then living the opposite way. You know what I mean? Like we have truly had to deny ourselves fully and we continue to do so. Not saying we succeed every time, but... Isn't it funny how it's... When you really get
1: close to God and you really f- follow him, how you really can't do wrong anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, you, the
1: the conviction. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, I know. I, you said it earlier about when we were fasting. By the way, I love that it says, deny yourself and take up your cross. When we were fasting, that was a way. Fasting is also a way to sacrifice. Yeah. Um, it's like a sacrifice to God. I'm sacrificing my pleasure, my satisfaction, to um, honor you. And so we deny our flesh. We deny eating to honor God. And you and I both. After we fast, I I can't hear a swear word. I was talking to a friend on the phone, and it was the night. It was Friday night, and I literally was like, I was cringing every time I heard a cuss word because I was like, I was so full of the Spirit, and he you when you are full of godliness like you your body will naturally reject the things of the world and things that are unholy
1: yeah and when you're full of god that's when i believe you find your true identity oh my
0: gosh yeah that's
1: when you find it you when you live ro- what i realize is when you start living right yeah just start living right if you don't even so
0: should we dive in yeah we done uh, with go this? ahead go ahead all right Gigi, beginning. i have a question for you guys Was there ever a time in your life where you felt your brain was getting in your own way? Because I know I have. There have been multiple times in my life when there was something that I knew I should do, but for some reason I wasn't doing it and my brain was lying to me, it was playing tricks on me. And sometimes we really need a little something, a little someone to get us back on track, to get our mind right so we can have a mind that works for us and not against us. And today our sponsor is BetterHelp.
1: You know, I'm really excited about this one because I am such a big advocate for it. Better Help. I personally have used them and it really did change my life in such a big way. I can really go in and and choose exactly what I want and what kind of therapist I want. And you know, regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world and is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in such a different way.
0: I love BetterHelp so much. I mean, BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really, really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. And BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist so much easier because it's online, it's remote. And by just filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. You guys, make your brain your friend. It's really easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist all you're going to do is go to betterhelp.com slash girlsgonebible for 10% off your first month. That was betterhelp.com slash girlsgonebible, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash G-I-R-L-S-G-O-N-E-B-I-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. It is really helpful to our channel if you go and click on it, but you also get a discount and I promise you BetterHelp is so worth it um when i you guys
1: i had no idea who i was at one point i would sit in church and be like who am i who do you want me to be what do you want me to do i i don't even my friends would look at me and be like ariel do you know how good you are how smart you are how how just you do you even realize who you are and i'd be looking around like who are you you're not talking to me? Like I I, I didn't it was like I had imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe people when they would tell me that I was good. Yeah. But when I started my walk with Jesus and I realized and I started getting into the word and realize, and realizing how to live right. Yeah. not that I wasn't I was living wrong, but really, really live like Jesus. I started to slowly feel good. And when you feel good, you start to feel like yourself. And that's when you find your identity when you're living right.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that so much. You have to... You know, Erwin said something great the other week um, that really stuck with me when he was like... (sighs) You, you you Yes, you, you speak in the name of Jesus, and yeah. that's important. We pray in the name of Jesus is the most important thing, but it's also important to act in the name of Jesus. It's, it's also important to treat others in the name of Jesus. And, like, you will – a lot of people struggle finding their identity because they aren't acting in ways that coincide with Scripture and, yeah. and God, and so it's hard to find your identity when you're not doing the right things, yeah. when you're not acting – right yeah um I know for me like I have put my identity is the the people's number one struggle I really believe that that's where a lot of issues come from because when you don't know who you are how are you going to stand strong and who you are in in the face of adversity and trials I the only place that you can have an identity that is solid. Like it says in the Bible, I have create like I will build my church upon this rock. Jesus is a rock. He is the only place in which we can put our identity yeah. and it never be taken from us. Yeah. When we put our identity in anything other than Jesus, it can be stripped from us immediately. Yeah. It can be taken from under us, whether it be people career money status anything like there's been so many things that I've put my identity in um and let's get into it let's let's start from the very beginning and talk about throughout our lives the things we've put our identity in yeah um I'll start we can get to relationships because we know that's kind of the number one way unfortunately
1: yeah
0: um when I was younger I have oh by the way, this week we went on Elevation Church, Elevation Church Youths Podcast yeah. and it was so much fun. Um with JT Smith and Nate Diaz. They are the coolest. Their whole crew was amazing. Yeah. I don't know when it's gonna come out but it'll be soon. But we talked a little bit about how um like I spent most of my life getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like a major like the I got suspended from school for the first time when I was in third grade. And mm-hmm. I never stopped getting in trouble. I never I was always suspended. I for can't the r-
1: even imagine
0: it. I w- me neither, honestly. I was a little <laughs> You're such a good kid. I was a little thank you, Jesus. That's that's Ange when she saved I was honestly such a little degenerate for no reason. I can't I even was, imagine it. Imagine me third grade and the poor my poor mother, my poor immigrant mother is being called by my school <laughs> and they're just and my mom's like, This is not what I brought you to this country for. Like, be normal. I don't I but my issue was and and I said on the podcast because they said what would you tell your high school self and I said I would tell my high school self you're enough Jesus loves you and you don't need to keep acting out like this. Mm -hmm. I had no identity to the point where I was just I didn't have, even at a young age, and it carried into my adult life, and it's not a product of my home life because my parents were so incredible, and I'll get into that, and I had two older brothers who were so good to me, so I don't know where it came from. I really don't. Maybe I'll go to therapy and unpack it because for some reason I lacked the self-respect because I wouldn't respect my elders because I don't think I had respect for myself. Wow. And so I would just, I hated authority. I, d- I didn't have a fear of God within me. And it says in the Bible, like, you need to fear your elders. I didn't fear my elders because I didn't fear God. Yeah. Um, and so when I got into high school, I then started placing my identity in boys mm-hmm. and having boyfriends. Yeah. And I would not go to school. And I would hang out with my friends. And I would... I started drinking when I was in high school. I was p- placing my identity in being fun and being the party girl and being like all these things, mm-hmm. having boyfriends and and you know, being liked by guys and being desired by guys. Yeah. And I just wish so badly I could go back to myself and be like first of all just focus on school. You're a kid, like act like a kid. And I just know that I lacked identity. Yeah. And that's why I acted like that. Yeah. I also for a long time until I really came into into relationship with God, I didn't think that I was a smart person. How old were you when you started to
1: feel um more, you know, smart, confident and you really
0: grew into yourself? When do you think that was? 23, right? I think it started. I I mean, I really came into myself when I was when I was like in my 20 like mm-hmm. 23. Um, I think when I turned 18 and I moved to LA, that was a huge shift for me because I was on my own for the first time and you're kind of forced to grow up a little bit. But yeah, it wasn't until I was probably like 20 years old that I came into my own, that I started to value myself and my mind. And I, and I, and people always told me like, you're a smart girl, you're smart, you're smart. But I don't think I ever believed them. Like you said, I think I really struggled to take that compliment. hmm. But, and I always knew I wanted to be valued for my brain. Like, I wanted to be valued for being a smart girl and a smart yeah. person. But I couldn't value myself for that for some reason. I was listening to these lies from the enemy telling me, me that that, like, my outward appearance is more important. Or, like, being fun is more important. And I just, it's something that I desired for myself so much. But I couldn't accept it. I don't know why.
1: Well, thank you, Jesus. Because I look at you now and you are one of the most... I look up to you for this. The most confident, most bold, you don't let anything get you down. It is absolutely incredible. I love you so much. No, I'm telling you because sometimes I see it with her, people try to get her down to the ground and she will have a she will have less than a minute of that doubt and then she'll be like She'll put her shoulders back and be like, "Absolutely not! I refuse. Jesus loves me." Yeah, it, it's it's really beautiful to see, and it's actually taught me
0: a lot. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have because God and, and that's I finally started to be, and I uh, you're right, I didn't have boldness at all. I had boldness like in the wrong ways. Like I knew how to walk into a room, and you're very similar to me. We know how to walk into a room and work it, and like you know, and 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 that's just the truth and we had boldness in that way we do you know i was thinking about that actually because when you and i go
1: somewhere we know how to really whatever but i think a lot of the times when i would do that too i was putting my identity not into who i was as a person yeah i would and i think it's good though to have that confidence but sometimes you'll walk in boldly but you're still not feeling good yeah, inside and a yeah. lot of the times I still wasn't
0: feeling good inside yeah hundred percent I've I think coming into my relationship with Jesus of for the past however many years this is how my confidence has changed and I used to be confident in the sense that yes I could walk into a room and I felt like I could talk to anyone I could do anything I wasn't afraid I wasn't shy I I, I Just like you like we can talk to a wall like truly now and I would have described me as having loud confidence back then now I have a quiet confidence not because I think I'm great. But because I know who Jesus is and I know that God formed me in my mother's womb. Um, And I'm so important and so specific that I'm able to walk into a room and I don't have to say anything. Yeah. And my confidence is really quiet because I know my identity lies not in myself to where I have to prove myself. It relies on Jesus. Yeah. And so I don't have to prove myself.
1: Yeah. You know. It's so beautiful. That is. That's. And I think that really is the goal. Yeah that's the goal before all else before you accomplish your dreams before you get into that relationship before anything definitely before you get into that relationship really because it's just going to keep failing and failing and failing until you yeah. find your true identity yeah,
0: yeah. you know
1: because you're always going to be unhappy and lacking something within oh
0: yeah um what was your identity growing up
1: um it's so funny i when we were When we said identity, I started to think back when I was a kid and I always so I I'm naturally a redhead Which is so funny and I just I don't know. I never really felt accepted like I no one really I Don't know. I never really was popular in school or anything like that and then um, My first year of high school me and my best friend Courtney we went to this hair salon and we got our hair dyed blonde, so I was—they dyed me platinum blonde. I looked like a different person. I walk out of this hair salon. No one's ever whistled at me or anything like that. I was just this little, you know, <laughs> girl. And all of a sudden, this this car starts beeping at me. And on the first day of high school, I walk in. My whole—it was like my whole world changed. All the boys started liking me. I—I I was like this, yeah. whatever. Like it was my, you know, and. I, I felt like that became my identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I have to have my hair blonde. I have to wear all this makeup. I have to wear good clothes. So that was like my whole. And then, and then because of that, I wanted to grow up so fast. Yeah. If I could go back, it would. If I could tell anyone, if any high schoolers are listening, please.
0: You have so much time to be grown and so little time to be a kid. If I could go back and be a kid and just be a kid. Why did we want to grow up so fast? All I wanted was I wanted to be an adult. I would see like adult, like young adults going into the movies with their boyfriends at like eight years old and being like, I oh got I can't wait to do that. Now I'm like, I've had enough. Like, Please. I don't need to do that at that's all That's another thing
1: I would take back, too. Yeah. Being in relationships so young. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another thing that steals you from your identity. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so I I put my identity into into that, and I couldn't even really focus on school, really. Yeah. Um, Neither did I. Just the makeup, the hair, the looking good. So my whole identity was my appearance. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. And... I was so much more than that. Yeah. I was someone who who loved so deeply, who helped others in school. I was smart. Um, And I think growing, I think when you're young, how you grow up and your parents are really a a byproduct of of your identity as well. Yeah. My dad was always working. He was the greatest father, but he was always at work. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. But... So then, you know, of course I had these big dreams and then I put my identity into my dreams yeah. and 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 I felt like if I didn't make it, I was going to be nothing because yeah. without these dreams, I was just nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: And um so I had all this pressure on me and I just completely lost my self. I also felt like I was not smart enough. Mm. I felt like all I had was
0: was to to sell on my looks. Yeah um I think that's a really common thing for you're obviously stunning and I think it's a really common thing for girls and people in general who are pretty or good looking to feel like because they're pretty everything else about them that might be valuable is completely invalid yeah you know but Um, you know what's funny it's
1: I I never when people would tell me oh oh you're beautiful I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, I'm not. I felt like imposter sh- imposter syndrome. I didn't feel... Be- have, when people told you that,
0: did you feel good? Um, It's so funny. I also have had... But I've, I have that in every... Usually, I used to have this in a lot. Most compliments people gave me the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Where the enemy would... I, co- I would accept the compliment on the surface, but underneath, all I would hear is they're lying yeah yeah the weirdest once i realized what the enemy does and that he lies to us like that i realized what it was but throughout my whole life i would say in my head they're lying to you they actually i would i've thought some weird things like someone would be like you look so stunning right now and i would be like in my head they feel bad for you (laughs) because you look bad (laughs) like it's sometimes ari will compliment me and i'll look at her for two minutes (laughs) and wrestle with myself and be like, she's telling the truth, she's telling the truth. Like, don't <laughs> tell her that she's lying. But sometimes I'll be like, you're lying. Yeah. And you will be like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Putting my
1: identity into relationships, I mean, that's such a big one too, Yeah, you know? And then coming into my, um, my late 20s, I'm like, okay, once, when I went through such a deep heartbreak, I found myself being like, but if I was worth it, then w- they wouldn't have done what they did. Yeah. Like, if I was really worth it, and, and as I was saying that, I'm thinking, how could you say that? How could you say that about yourself yeah. if I was worth it? And I realized that if I don't do this work, <laughs> my
0: elastic
1: just came it's out. It's okay. Keep
0: going. <laughs> the enemy doesn't want you to finish your point, and it's so good. I was
1: just thinking, like, hold on, I gotta fix okay. this. I have another the devil
0: el- works hard, but her hair tie works harder. I have another
1: elastic. Can you believe I brought my bag? How do you? I realize that if I don't, if I don't change, like, I'm gonna keep going down this really dark, d- dark path. Yeah. Like it's. Not knowing who you are, feeling so shameful, feeling so lost, feeling so bad about yourself. It's no way to live. You
0: touched a little bit on parents. And I think that most people's, I, and we need to touch on the fact what happens when you put your identity in the things that other people say to you because that's a huge one because I know that it's kind of like, you know, we have the armor of God that we're supposed to put on. I feel like we can also have an armor of words spoken against us and spoken to us or behind our back. And we take on things that people have said to us and take it on as our own and, and and take it in as part of our identity when we're supposed to have like a shield against those things that were said to us. Yeah, well,
1: it goes back to when you were a kid, what, yeah. what
0: your friends in school said to you, what your parents said to you, what your
1: brothers and sisters. It's like a tape. It's, yeah. it's st- words are very powerful and they can stay in your mind and you can start to believe what you what they say about you. They will shape you. We,
0: we shape our world with our words we shape our children with our words Ari and I don't have kids yet but I will say if I know anything about humans I, I can know a little bit about child psychology and the things we say to our kids there's nothing more important if you're gonna tell your kid that they're stupid they will believe you and they will act stupid well
1: that's that's what I that yes that's what i that's what happened to me a lot as a kid, like being called those names. It stuck with me, and and like she said, when you when somebody tells you something so much, you really believe it, and you will act like it. That's yeah. why I refuse as an adult. I refuse to say bad things about myself, yeah. even when we get those thoughts. We all we say this a lot. When you get those thoughts, you rebuke it because those thoughts are so powerful. You don't ever. You are so much more stronger than your thoughts. Don't let those thoughts come into your head. Yeah, exactly. You are stronger than your thoughts. Yeah. You, we control
0: our thoughts. Yeah. We, we that's the, the one thing I would say you and I don't do. I am never I don't say anything bad about myself. I'm literally a precious child of God and that's how I feel about myself and that's yeah. how I'm going to continue to speak about myself. Yeah. And I mean on the subject of parents, I Man, was so fortunate to grow up with a mom who is the reason for every single one of my positive attributes. I yeah. mean, my mom, I grew up with a mom who made me feel like I was the best kid in the world. Mm-hmm. She made me feel like the smartest person in the world my whole life. I was, my mom, my mom is one of the like, they're jealous of you moms. Yeah. If I got in trouble at school, my mom was such a rider that my mom... And my mom, like, listen, I'm Albanian. We They believe in, like, Spain. Like, my parents <laughs> took care of us. That's also why it instilled the fear of God in me later in life once I realized. But, like, my mom would... If my teacher would call my mom and be like, Angela's acting out or she's this or that, she would just be like, she's jealous of you <laughs> about my teachers. And so she really just always made me feel like the best... I was the best and and carrying into my adult life like I know there are people who don't accomplish a lot in life because their parents made them feel like they wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And my mom my whole life made me feel like I could do anything. She made me feel like a superhero. And even now there are times where I call my mom when I'll be like, Mom, I'm I'm really overwhelmed. I I there's too much on my plate. I have this, that, and that. I'm supposed to speak here. I'm supposed to talk to this person. I'm supposed to do this. I don't think I can do it. Do you think I can do it? Yeah. She just says, I know you can know. do it. I know. I love your mom. She so goes, much. I know. She goes, you, you, you think I'm worried about you? I am not worried yeah. about you. And she has shaped me into. I truly believe that I can do anything. Yeah. Because she told me my whole life that I could. Yeah. And so. Oh, it's it's the things we say to our kids the things we say to our spouses the things we say to our friends like that's why we always say you speak life into people yeah i think you and i are
1: really good at that we constantly speak life into each other yeah it's hard too now with identity because we have the so you know the internet bombarding us with things like yeah. you need to be this or you need to be doing that you need to be this way you need yeah. to be, and that's all the enemy by the way telling us that we need to be everyone else but our unique selves yeah we have to remember that jesus made us so uniquely we don't need to try to i did that as a kid i tried to be like this one i wanted to be like that celebrity like growing up yeah 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 yeah. and we're all unique we all have our own unique qualities. Yeah. God made each and every one of us individually. We don't have to try to be like anyone else. We no. don't have to try to do this or do that or and we have to understand too that the internet is all an illusion. Yeah. We said this in the in um in the Elevation Church's uh, podcast that it is all an illusion. We we There's so much suicide and, and kids feeling just so worthless because we're looking on the internet and, and trying to put our identity in that yeah. and trying to be like this one. And we don't
0: need to, because it's not real. It's not real, and we were comparisons the thief of joy. We it know is. this, but you have to like take it so seriously that you, ha- you cannot compare yourself, your walk, your journey, your life, where you can came from to other people or your looks, like can't look left and right to other people around you. You have to just look within yourself because we are truly so special. God said to Jeremiah in the Bible, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, which means I set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. He literally said to Jeremiah, like you, before you were even a thought, before you were even a seed, I had this incredible plan for your life that was so specific to you. And every single one of us has an identity and a purpose and a mission that is so specific. Precious, intentional and specific to us that we cannot look left and right no. to the people around us. No,
1: I know. And I did that my whole life. Yeah. And for the first time, I feel free. Yeah, I feel free. I don't need to compare myself to anyone on the internet. No. I don't need to look at this one and say, oh, why aren't I this? Or why aren't I here? I know. Like, when you start your walk with Jesus, you will seriously feel so whole. That's why we are so relentless with you guys because you just you have this peace in your heart that you know that I am me I am okay I am God's daughter. Yeah. It's okay. I don't have to feel less than. He loves me. He's not ashamed of
0: me. I don't need to feel shame. You You don't... This is the thing too when you are... Because it says in John uh, John chapter 1, 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We are children of God. That is our identity. When you are cognizant of the fact that you are before anything else a child of God you no longer feel the need to perform for people I don't feel the need to perform for people I spent my whole life putting my identity and my value in my accomplishments the things I was good at and one more thing I'll say about because
1: I really struggled with shame yeah even if I didn't do something wrong I really just struggled with blaming myself I self-blamed all the time that took my identity Yeah. I spent all my days sitting there being like, why b- b- but but I did this and and what if I did this different? And that's not loving yourself. No. That's not being true to yourself. And when I started to read the Bible and realized that God really he loves us so unconditionally. He is not ashamed of us. Yeah. He forgives. He forgives us for all of our sins. We don't need to sit there and dwell. We don't need to sit there and harp on what we did. We 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 even if if you do do wrong, you repent it and then you let it go. Mm-hmm. He forgives. He's not going to take anything away that's not meant for you. Like you don't have to dwell and and feel such shame. Yeah. It's going to steal you of your joy and your identity.
0: That is absolutely right. Yeah. Can you give me a little fist bump for that one? I, you know, I, can we, before we move to relationships or whatever you want to talk about, I do want to talk about maybe some of the practical ways in forming your identity. Because I think identity kind of goes hand in hand with confidence. Because, yes, we put our identity in Jesus. And that's first and foremost. I also think then we have the ability to choose what sort of identity to have and by that I mean like what type of character to have what type of person you want to be Um, and I think we all want to be people we all want to be confident we want to be people that we can feel confident in and I think I believe that confidence is a direct result of respect I think self confidence is a direct result of self respect. Yeah, I think to be confident in yourself, you have to be somebody that you respect, and you need to have habits and 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 you know make choices and decisions in life that you respect and that you feel is putting your best foot forward. And ways that you can do that is, you know, staying true the, to the promises you make in yourself. If you decide one of the Number one way is that you lose confidence in yourself is by breaking promises to yourself. So if you promise yourself, I promise I'm going to wake up tomorrow at 6 a.m. and go on a walk. If you then don't wake up because you were tired and you wanted to sleep in and you break that promise to yourself, that is a direct knock to your self-confidence. It's psychological. It really like a way to build self-confidence is to build self-trust you can't be confident in yourself when you don't trust yourself yeah so make decisions in life that you're proud of and yeah. and, and do the right thing and follow through on your word if you say you're gonna go and do this pilates class go and do it you yeah know? if you want to find your true identity
1: you stop focusing so much on yourself mm-hmm that is, for me, the number one thing. Yeah, I was so focused on myself yeah. and how was I going to make it in my life? And what if I don't book this part? And what if it doesn't work out with this pe- person? And what if I'm not married by this? I put all my identity on that. I was so focused on myself. That, that, that doesn't make you feel good no. when all you're thinking about is yourself and you're putting yourself down and you're beating yourself down. You want to feel good about yourself and find your true identity first you you you, like we said you go to you start reading the bible you start really starting your walk with jesus and then you stop focusing so much on yourself and start living right start doing right start start helping people start doing things for other people start building a life for yourself that is is not about you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, when i when i when i really started living right started living honestly started helping others yeah. started preaching the gospel to other people i started to feel so confident yeah. it wasn't the makeup that made me no. feel confident it wasn't getting my hair colored it wasn't the compliments from people yeah it was helping others preaching the gospel to others seeing how i'm changing other people these messages that we get from young girls saying being like you just saved me you just you just saved me from something i was really going through that is what makes me find my identity that is what makes me put my shoulders back and say wow okay, Mm -hmm. I am good, I am am a good person, I am valuable, I am lovable, I am more than just, you know,
0: whatever, my my attributes. If you want to find an identity that is unshakable, unknockable, nothing can take you from it, you start preaching the gospel. Let me tell you, you work for the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean you need to be like a speaker again or to go on a podcast, but to the people around you, wherever you can get a pair of ears to hear you, you go tell people about our Lord and Savior Jesus and you will never f- be more confident in your identity. Yeah. Um, let's Get into relationships a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Because I know, for me, our life is Jesus. Like, truly, our life is Jesus. And we still are have the ability to put our identity in the people around us and relationships. And I think it's so hard. And I th- we're still working through it. We, When you put your identity in the person that you're with even slightly the second that gets taken from you or the second you have to walk away from that situation you are left feeling so empty so lost so scared yeah there will be a soul tie that's created that is demonic because you feel like you you, you, This person is a part of you, so how can you leave something that is a part of you? You may stay in relationships far, far past their expiration date because you don't know how to be without this person because they have become part of you when they weren't meant to. Um, and we're two people who we,
1: if I can say one thing about you and I, it's, man... <laughs> We will go to hell for people. We don't give up on people. Yeah. We just don't. It's it's just in our blood.
0: I know. And, it really
1: is. And I think, unfortunately, when you're in a relationship, you have to set boundaries. If you don't set boundaries, yeah. you're going to be depleted.
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't know. I feel like I feel bad a little bit for Jesus. Like, I feel like i so i i still put my identity in other people and things that aren't him and i feel like time and time again i will leave a situation and come back to jesus like so broken and so lost and every single time he welcomes me with open arms and i feel like just so undeserving of it and i just feel so bad like, I want to... I, I I I, know that he's enough for me. And so I don't know why I continue to, like, make decisions that make him not enough. I don't know why I still look for my satisfaction in other places. And I know he forgives me, obviously, but I just... He gives me a love that is so all-encompassing. Yeah.
1: You know, I think with you especially you are just someone who is so bright you're such a bright light you just you don't give up on people you love so hard and you give so hard and I think a lot of the times you just always give people the benefit of the doubt that's what I love most about you you really give people the benefit of the doubt
0: I I know I don't know I don't know I don't know anything Sometimes I feel like I know everything and then I feel like I know nothing. Me too. All I know is that I am so grateful to have you, first of all, or Jesus, first of all, and then you (laughs) second. Um, But I'm just so grateful to have Jesus because even when we go and put our identity in other things or we try to find satisfaction in other things or we lose our way a little bit, maybe make an idol out of something every single time God is just sitting there waiting for us to come back and it reaffirms the love that he has for us in my mind so even though it's it's not good to go astray like at all like we don't want that you want to stay on the course that God has for you I will say that every time I do I and I come back to Jesus wholeheartedly I'm always like God, thank God for him, I am thank God I have someone to pick up the pieces, even when I'm the one who makes the mistake, even when I'm the one who goes the wrong direction, I'll have, I hear God so clearly, and I hear him tell me not to go a certain way, and, and when I feel so arrogant to think I know better, and I go that way, and I come back crawling on my knees, and he's still there to pick up the pieces, to clean up the mess I made, and I just want to say that we are adopted into the family of God. We are adopted. Jesus is our father. God is our father. They're our parent. Like, that is who we are, sons and daughters of God. Yeah. And we always say, like, for me, I always felt so alone yeah. in my life. Yeah. When
1: I was in my isolation season, I felt so alone. I, I can tell you that I never feel alone now. I
0: know, me neither.
1: When you just when you know you have him right beside you you're not alone anymore it's a beautiful
0: thing yeah it's a beautiful thing yeah and every every I maybe we can say a little prayer for every word that has been spoken against anybody who's listening anything that anyone has ever said to you any evil things spoken to you about you or behind your back against you I pray in the name of Jesus that it falls off of you you were never meant to carry it you were never meant to use it You are never meant to have it be a part of your personality or the way that you view yourself. And I pray in the name of Jesus that it breaks off of you now and forever, never to come back. You are a child of God. You are a child of the Most High God, the Divine Jesus Christ. That is your identity. That is who you are. Walk boldly and confidently in the identity that Jesus has for you. Identity is the most important thing in life. You are... You can't go through life without having an identity. I Mm. mean, it's just, it's crucial that you have a strong firm identity. And the only place to have one that is truly unshakable is in Jesus. So I invite anybody and everybody to say this prayer with us today. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty, precious, beautiful name. Amen. If you accepted Jesus, congratulations. The best thing you will ever do for yourself. I'm so proud of you. Pick up a Bible wherever you can. I'd also encourage you to get baptized if you can as well. GGB gang, we love you, we so, love you much. so much. Every person who watches, God bless you guys. Stay with Jesus. Read the Bible. Stay in the Word, you guys. And... and
1: Like we said, to find your identity is through Jesus. Stay in the word, go to church, pray, ask him. Mm-hmm. We love you. We love you
0: so much. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you peace, 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 joy, laughter, hope, long-suffering, patience, gentleness, and kindness. Everything that the Holy Spirit has to offer is yours. In Jesus' name, Jesus receive name. it. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you. I love, you. I love you. No, you. you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi.
0: Oh, no. Okay, okay. No. Then, what
1: is it? Caesarea. Caesarea. Okay. When Jesus came into the re Stop. <laughs> no. Say it again. Caesarea okay. Philippi. When Jesus came into the region <clears throat> When Jesus came into the region <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Okay <clears throat>